we totally go gender blind when it is about identifying employees or recruiting people or assigning work. It's definitely all about their cerebral ability. I'm so grateful to be your host today in Series 1 of Gender Smart, a podcast where guests share their stories about closing the gender gap in the circular economy. Together, we explore and highlight inspiring examples of how driving diversity and gender equity can improve business performance and accelerate outcomes to address climate change. In this episode, I'm with Ekta Narain, one of the co-founders at Recycle, a recycling technology company based in South Asia, formalizing the industry while ensuring women are given equal opportunities in all levels of the supply chain. Thank you so much, Ekta. It's wonderful to see you. How are you? Same here, Jackie. Thank you so much um, for having me. Awesome. Well, maybe to kick things off, could you please just introduce yourself and a little bit, tell us a little bit about your work? So, Jackie, I am Ekta Narayan uh, with uh, 20 plus years of experience in sustainability and retail. After working for 12 years in FMCG companies at leadership position, I decided to do something more meaningful, something which would make an impact not just on human beings, but also on our Mother Earth. And that's when in 2016, I co-founded Recycle with Abhay, Abhishek, Anirudh, and Vikram. So yes, at Recycle, we are on a mission to solve uh, one of the largest problem of the world that is waste. And this we are trying to do by bringing about uh, digital intervention into the informal sector. We are working with corporates as their sustainability partner to help them achieve their ESG and SDG goals. We have a vision which is really ambitious. We aim to channelize almost 10% of the waste of our country by 2025, diverting them from the landfills, oceans, etc. We are a company who want to define the standards, certain standards and certain benchmarks of sustainability. There's yet another very important vision that we have. We want to formalize the waste pickers, rack pickers. We call them Safai Mitras in our language. Almost uh, one million waste pickers by next two years is what we aim to do. Yeah. That's briefly, very briefly about uh, a lot of work that we are doing in this waste ecosystem in India. And it is quite ambitious as well. I mean, I think for waste management sector alone is ambitious, but then to add in this technology layer, um, how have you found the experience? I think, you know, waste management has been a traditionally very male dominated industry. Um, technology space has also been very male dominated and you are working at the intersection of both. So what has that experience been like for you, you know, as a woman working in this industry and building this industry as well? It is definitely a very large market. It's almost a hundred billion dollar market and almost 2% of the Indian population, someone somewhere is working into waste management and, you know, earning bread for their family. We have seen that despite being so big, 95% of this ecosystem is informal. And definitely there's the need of technology because technology connects it, uh, you know, connects and integrates the entire ecosystem. So that need is certainly there and we already see the impact uh, while we are working in the last two, three years, this huge impact of connectivity. Perception of, you know, male dominance is uh, not 100% correct, I would say, because this we find that in among among the workers, 70% are female workers. 
yes it is really sad to see that most of them are only at the bottom level they are doing the menial job of sweeping cleaning sorting in not so good working atmosphere uh, that's the kind of distinction but recycling is definitely a very very new industry i would say uh, when i say new it is new in terms of uh, formalization otherwise it was always existing and because it was not formal i think that's when the number of women here are less in the industry se sector part but we do see the change coming slowly so yeah that's that's about the situation right now um being a woman i thoroughly enjoy working in this space i get a lot of respect wherever i go i'm well regarded and um, i see that you know the community is uh, changing its mindset and there's still a lot of work to be done maybe for some people that are less familiar with the sector uh, you could explain a little bit about this informal versus formal sector because i know a lot of the informal sector especially in south asia is predominantly women if that if i if i'm correct uh, maybe you can just briefly describe the difference between what we mean when we say that the industry is new because it's actually not right waste management and recycling is probably one of the oldest industries in india in some ways today uh, we use certain products and then we just throw the packaging uh, here and there because we think there is no value of it so uh, a lot of material was just going to landfills and people were also not following right habits though they were like it was getting littered across the road sides or public places etc there are people who are really poor and they just you know pick up the bottles or something which they felt that there someone some buyer is available to buy so there were small kabadi walas they are the waste uh, junk shops aggregators who collect this and then sell it to certain recyclers in our country we found that many recyclers were also informal they did not have the right licenses to do the work the right kind of infrastructure and permissions which is required by government so somewhere the activity was not being done in the right way and the recycling process was also not helping the environment because the kind of process that was being followed was actually damaging the environment somewhere so we saw that there was gaps at everywhere at every level every stakeholder right from the generators to the way it was managed the collectors etc and that's when we saw that not very well educated people were involved in this sector those who were little you know who had uh, degrees with them who were graduates or you know well read people they wanted to do some more dignified so called dignified jobs and did not want to really put their foot in waste management sector so what happened was that it was it started getting managed by uh, illiterate people and also some of them uh, uh, who were just managing uh, the factory at a level which could just give them some profit somewhere without being bothered of that how it's actually impacting the environment so informal sector that's when i say informal sector because it was not organized uh, there were there were people were not connected there was no formal ecosystem it was largely cash driven and not really socially recognized they did not have right environment to work and they were not trained they were never skilled um, they were not really looked upon with dignity so all the stigma existed which is what we are seeing that is changing now you must be seeing the entire sector really evolve right because it's really grown especially in the last few years this whole idea of circular economy i think is relatively new for south asia and in india and i think 
you know, leaders like yourself are really creating the pathway for other people to enter this sector. What has your journey been building this, this industry in, in India? Yeah, we def- definitely faced a lot of challenge when we entered the space. As I said, it was informal. People did not uh, have trust. They thought that we are going to, you know, replace their uh, them with something more formal. Usually, that is what happens across the country or across the world. When some somebody, uh, some private sector enters, they actually, you know, bring white collared uh, opportunities and uh, more educated people, and their existing ecosystem sometimes suffer. But we took a very patient route. We had multiple meetings uh, with everybody. We, in fact, sat down, post their work in the evenings and understood what they do, how they do. Met every stakeholder, right from the waste pickers to the recyclers, and understood what is the challenge that they they are facing. And then we tried, we, we definitely identified the major gap was because they were all fragmented they were not well connected, uh, there was no uh, f- uh, formal pricing system, there was uh, uh, nobody knew when, who wanted what material. So uh, we, uh, while identifying these problems, uh, we started building our systems because see, Jackie, it's really a known thing that to change the problems, we cannot fight with the problems. We actually need to build new models. But while we build the new model, we made sure that we continue to work with the existing ecosystem. We try to empower them, educate them on you know uh, various uh, things, right from safety to value of material. You know why you should collect this material. Then EPR happened in our country, so that push really gave us an opportunity to encourage many people collect the non-valuable plastics, the multi-layered, which, which is now collected and sent to cement companies and it is used as a f- alternate fuel over there. So we had challenges, but uh, gradually we are over- overcoming them and we definitely see the change in the ecosystem. And maybe just for other people listening, perhaps internationally, in Europe or in other places around the world, maybe you could share a little bit about what is this current state of you know, gender inclusivity in the workplace? you know, in India and in South Asia, um, is there any disparity compared to the rest of the world? What is it like right now for gender in India? It's really sad that I have to agree to the fact that there is a gender parity in our country, in Southeast Asia, many parts of the world. However, it is different from industry to industry. I will also speak a little bit about our company at, uh, at Recycle. Definitely, there is absolutely zero gender parity. We totally go gender blind when it is about, you know, identifying employees or recruiting people or assigning work. It's definitely all about their cerebral ability. And uh, I'm one of the examples being part of the co-founding team. Being a woman, I have never felt separate from the uh, decision-making group, etc. Having said that, it's not all across. Uh, There are many industries where still there is a problem. I think the basic problem is about education. And it's not just in informal uh, rural in India, but also I would say, yes, certain uh, urban parts of the country, that this parity exists. Being a woman, it makes me sad uh, to see this. And I feel that today we have to help each other. And there should be women who should actually, who should believe in themselves and should come out of this uh, somewhere. We definitely give to, uh, need to give them the platform 
the platform is required and above the platform it's education which is required education not just to women for empowering them but also to the other gender the male gender to be trained to value the woman yeah that actually brings up a very important point you know you mentioned about your experience with recycle i think it's fantastic that you've been able to find co-founders that really believe in gender equality and have been able to build your career what advice do you have for other women in the circular economy or in this sector that aspire to follow in your footsteps but perhaps don't have the same kind of opportunities or haven't met those co-founders that are willing to see them as equal what other advice do you have for other female founders a willing heart is enough i would definitely would want to give this message to all my women folks that you know if you believe in yourself and if you have the passion then there is nothing that is going to stop you all the women folks should should be clear of what they really want to get in their life and once they have the thought process clear they should march towards it they should voice and at our level i think we should identify such you know women uh, or such areas where they seek support and we should we should while we do so much work around we should definitely make sure that a right platform is created uh, for them to yeah. be able to show their skills and talents yeah i mean i've met a lot of ceos in in south asia and very often you know um, especially male ceos sometimes don't understand the value of diversity and so when you talk about inclusion or when you talk about gender they see it more as a social impact you know or you know it's it's a nice thing to have without realizing the actual business value that is quite tangible when you have a more diverse leadership team i would like to give you one very beautiful example the cleaning staff so she is actually at the you know the first level of employee in an organization her daughter today is part of our sustainability team so she got the opportunity and when she was hired other than me and one more person uh, nobody was really aware that she is daughter of our cleaning staff and today she is really performing very well uh, it's really nice to see that wow that's a wonderful story i'm sure that legacy it's always within the next generation you're able to see in leaps and bounds how we improve as a society I know one of the issues I'm very passionate about is on paternity, not just maternity, but also paternity leave to make sure that the the husbands and the partners also have time to be able to take some of that work and responsibility with raising children and 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 child rearing. Um I know you are also blessed to be a mother. Um what has your experience been like, you know, becoming a mother in this in this sector while also being a founder? It's a lot of responsibility, um especially culturally in a society where it's still you know very very much the role of the women is to have the children how has your personal experience been yeah so true it is like you know a 50 year old ceo uh, he has uh, four children uh, so no question asked to him uh, how you're managing but when uh, it, it's it's a woman then there are so many questions which come around uh, i can be a ceo and a mother too <laughs> so there shouldn't be a question around this and the real uh, a sense of partnership comes out only when there is mutual respect and support and that is what is required as you rightly mentioned every i mean every husband should realize and should support their wives then they need not you know leave their jobs and it's mostly that that's what we see it's mostly the women who sacrifice their job after they become mother 
yes, if it is by choice, uh, it's okay. But if they desire to work, then I think the right support has to be given um, so that you know they can continue their ambition of career, etc. I would love to hear a little bit more. You mentioned about being on the board. So you said, I think there was six, six men. You're the only woman on the board. What, what is it like being a woman walking into a boardroom and taking your seat, knowing that there is no other women in that room? Uh, yes, I have actually experienced this even earlier when I was into FMCG sales, managing the retail. Um, there were so many instances, you know, when I was dealing with Reliance, uh, Future Group, Aditya Birla Group, the big uh, retail industries. Uh, uh, there were always it was it was the room was always full of men and uh, most of the time I was the only girl there um, but then yes now I do see that uh, just when I before I moved to the sector uh, that the count has increased I would say it's it's exciting um, uh, even in this boardroom I have never felt uh, left out I was always given the due respect and importance uh, so somewhere I totally believe that you know it is your passion and how you carry yourself is very critical once you do once you respect yourself you make people respect you uh, it's it is that that many women uh, go through the uh, sense of complex uh, within them they feel that they are inferior if you carry that complex then you know uh, you actually exhibit that and uh, spread that vibes and that's when you see that the person in front of you also reciprocate the same way so it's very important for females to be very positive to to take pride on their gender uh, they should believe in themselves and they should respect them enough they should look at the mirror every day and say that okay you're beautiful and you are great you're made for this world and you're here to enjoy the life and do your work in the right way so I think with that attitude, things will really change. Definitely. And I hope that this interview in itself can start a chain reaction. Maybe there's some women listening right now that are going to be inspired by you to start and found their own company. And I'm sure they'll be reaching out to you for support. <laughs> I'll be so glad if that happens. Certainly, yes. Uh, we, this, is a, this is a beautiful life. I think we are just wasting time and wars and all these gender gaps. I think we should just respect each other, laugh a lot love each other, enjoy life and do certain things which is with with a purpose uh, and that's what we are here at Recycle to do with a lot of work. We are definitely living life. We want to laugh a lot together. Wonderful. Well, I think we're out of time, but thank you so much for this conversation. I'm sure we could chat all day if they let us, <laughs> but is there any last statement that you would like to share of your experience about gender lens or about what you hope to see in the future of South Asia? I also thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Jackie. It was really nice sharing. It was a different uh, day for me to begin. Usually you start your day with your routine uh, things of business. Uh, it's really refreshing and I think we should have more of such uh, discussions. I think this also inspires me to have small group discussions among, uh, among us at certain times, which will also help people to change their minds for the better tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for having me. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information about the topics mentioned, be sure to check out the show notes or drop us your questions on any of our social platforms. If you would like to share your story in a future episode, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget 
to share this episode with your networks so we can shift the conversation around gender and accelerate change.